Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This is part two of our sourcing series. Yes. <laughs> this episode is on thrifting, or I'm sorry, sourcing at thrift stores. <laughs> yes. We're talking Goodwill. We're talking buy, sell, trade stores. We're talking at all of our tips and tricks, pros and cons, and our experience with you know shopping at thrift stores. Exactly. So before to we do that, yeah. <laughs> how's it going this week, Maddie? It's going well. So we're recording this on a Monday and over the weekend, my husband unprompted decided he was going to clear out his closet. <gasps> I like want to say he was inspired by me because I've obviously, yeah, because I've obviously been like clearing out my own clothes, seeing what I can sell on Poshmark and make he some money. on the action here. Exactly. <laughs> So he cleaned out his closet yesterday and I listed, I think about 22 items of his that are all like really good quality. So if you're looking for men's express size medium, I am your girl. <laughs> I got you covered. <laughs> Check out shop with Maddie 27 on Poshmark. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. You're kind of branching out into a whole new area. I know. I have like a whole men's section now. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll I'll definitely keep you guys updated if I start sourcing men's clothes. I definitely have not done a lot of that. Um That's amazing. Yeah. How how are you? How's your week going? It's going well. I'm glad we're doing our episode about uh, thrift stores this week because I have lately been like addicted to going to Goodwill and sourcing. I've been going at least once a week consistently the last few weeks. And I am very excited because if, if you've been listening the last few episodes, you know I've been trying to get to 200 active <laughs> listings. And I think I have enough items in possession. I have to get them listed, but I think I'm going to be hitting it this week. So. Woo! <laughs> that's huge that's a lot of listings I know and this kind of branches us into a topic we might talk about in the future but inventory system, <laughs> where am I going to store 200 active listings <laughs> where to put the stuff yes that is definitely an episode to come an episode an episode we're you know trying to figure out ourselves still yes. so yeah we're very more on that. in real time working on how to store uh, I mean both of us I mean, our listings have doubled in the yeah. last month, so yeah, <laughs> it's a lot more stuff to um, keep track of, especially in our one-bedroom apartments. So, yeah, that's more to come on that. More to come on that. But I did. I'm excited that I'm finally getting to that goal of the 200 listings. So, so exciting. Awesome. So, like we said, this week is all about thrift store sourcing, um, buying used clothing secondhand from different types of thrift stores. Um, this is actually part two, if you listened last week, to our episode on sourcing from mystery boxes. This is the other main way we source. Yep. By 
checking our local Goodwill out to see what they have available. Exactly. So to start out, we are just going to go through the different types of thrift stores that we are aware of and we've had experience with. So the first one is kind of our go-to, which is just your classic Goodwill store where every single item has a Goodwill price tag listed on it and is semi-organized by than others but it, yes yes <laughs> by structure. yes by like style like um different categories i guess yeah they have like men's section they have everything by like sleeve length usually yeah um dresses in one area shorts in one area that sort of thing yep one aspect of Goodwill that we personally have not ventured into yet, but we hear a lot about it in the reseller community on Instagram. Um, Goodwill actually has some locations that are, I think they're like Goodwill outlet stores kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, but they're, what they are is basically they are like a big open room with a ton of big bins just full of product and you pay by the pound. So it's a, definitely a scavenger hunt searching through these bins to try to find items but if you do find some good items you're literally paying i think it's like a dollar two dollars per pound of clothing so yeah very very good way to get low cost of goods there and that's something we definitely do want to check out at some point yeah but we haven't done yet yeah i think there's one like two hours away from me and i'm gonna find a way to get there because yeah. that just seems so fun you see like other resellers talk about <laughs> stuff they got at the bins and you can, like block off a big chunk of time though i think in order to yeah really... it's gonna be a day trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the third type of thrift store um that we we've both been to before and i've done a little bit of sourcing there yeah um, are buy sell trade stores or consignment shops um, so stores like Plato's Closet, Buffalo Exchange, um, and just any consignment store that might be in your area that's locally owned, mm -hmm. um, they have a lot of items that you can buy secondhand. And what is kind of nice about going that route, you do have to pay more than you pay at Goodwill per item, but most of the items, you, you don't have to sort through as many um, items that you would pass on, I guess. You, you are able to find high quality items and sometimes at a really good price too, so... Exactly. Good type of thrift store to check out. Awesome. So now we'll be getting into our tips for sourcing at Goodwill. Yes. So like we said, we both just started sourcing at Goodwill. I think last month was the first time either of us went. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, so here's kind of what we've learned along the way. And I think as you as you go more and more, you, you kind of learn um, what works for you and what works for your closet. So of course, like all of our tips, take them with a grain of salt. We're still learning too here, <laughs> but we do want to hit some of our top tips for shopping at thrift stores. Yes. So our first tip, when you are thinking about going to a new thrift store of any kind, do your research before you get to the store. So that might be as simple as checking what the store hours are so you don't get there five minutes before they close. <laughs> also, um, some stores are implementing like a time limit of how long you can be in the store. So that's just something, if you have a heads up before you get there, you can kind of be mentally prepared and ready for that situation. 
Yeah, especially right now, like a lot of retail stores have a capacity limit in place um, because of yeah. the pandemic. So yeah, be prepared. You might have to wait in line to get even into the store. <laughs> yes. Do you want to talk about the coupons you've seen? I yeah. haven't experienced yeah. that myself, so, but. Yeah. So looking into researching stores, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and there's like probably like 20 different Goodwills in some of the different suburbs. So different lucky. There's a ton. I've, <laughs> I've been able to check out almost a new one every time I go, and I've only been back to a couple of them more than yeah. once. Um, so I think researching, just kind of knowing the area, um, as you go to the different different thrift shops, you'll find some are like super well organized and some are like a little bit more unorganized. Yeah. Um, so you'll kind of find that as you go. And then what's really cool in Arizona, there's like a Goodwills of Arizona website. And I know other regions and uh, areas have them too. And you can sign up with your email and it emails you a 20% off coupon each month that is valid. You can use it once per day at any of the stores. So it's already obviously very inexpensive to shop at Goodwill. Um, but with that 20% off, you can really, that makes a big difference um, For sure. to your cost of goods too, which is awesome. And you get, you've been getting that coupon every month. Like it's not just like a yeah, they one time one in June and then it automatically, automatically sent me the July one. Um, and like I said, you can use it. it like if I, you don't have to only use it once in July. You can use it every time you go. Um, to be oh, honest, nice. one time I <laughs> did go to two different Goodwills in the same day. It does say in the terms they won't accept it, but they did accept it. So, so. <laughs> little pro tip. There's nothing on the barcode. I don't think that like flags it or anything. <laughs> so you get the 20% off. Um, I think that they just don't want you using it like the same location, the same day, multiple times. Gotcha. But yeah, 20% off is pretty good. Yeah. So check your area, just a quick Google search for your area and then the word Goodwill. And you can see if there is a similar coupon or every time I go to Goodwill, they're like, when I check out, they're like, oh, are you part of the rewards? And like, yeah. I keep being like, because I don't know, there's like a time limit at my store. So I just feel so rushed like when I'm there and I just say like, oh, no, I'm not. And then, like, I don't ask any follow-up questions of, like, can I sign up? Like, that is something I would be really into. Like, yes. So you need to follow our tip and do your research. And yeah. Find out more about that. <laughs> I need to – yes, exactly. <laughs> our next tip is making sure if you're able to, um, if you have a day off work or something like that, if, the, if you can get to the Goodwill right when it opens in the morning. Yes. I think that's when you have your best chance um, to get – some of the items before other people have a chance to shop it they're always like putting new stuff out it seems like in the morning yeah the other day i went in like the early afternoon and there was like another lady i think she was a reseller too because <laughs> the signs were there she had a full cart she was like going one by one she seemed one cool <laughs> she when i looked at her card i'm like oh, kind of like wish i would have had a lot of those items and she got there before me so she had already picked through some of the items so I think the earlier you can get there to get the first dibs on the items, kind of like how Maddie was saying with the mystery boxes, sorting by just in, that's yes. like sorting by just in at Goodwill is going early. <laughs> exactly. This is like a little bit <laughs> off topic, but 
where the line so like there's a line outside of my goodwill that you have to wait in because they only let a certain number of people in and um it's like the same entrance where if you're dropping off donations like you would go and like so i'm standing there and all the time i see it first (laughs) yeah i see people like get out of their car and it's like someone i'm just like oh their style like i just know in that box that they're carrying in of donations is stuff that i would want put it in my car yeah (laughs) i'll give you 20 bucks for that mystery box but i know that's not how it works but yeah just always think about that (laughs) so funny also, a perk of going in the morning, I know, like Maddie said, we haven't had as much of a demand where there's been lines at the Goodwills I've been to. I think there's been one time where I had to wait in a pretty short line. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you might want to mention, Maddie, the first time you went to Goodwill and everyone had like a snack. And oh. You had- <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so hot outside. I rode the bus all the way to this Goodwill and I get in line. <laughs> I was in line for like maybe like 45 minutes and I have no water, no snacks. Everyone else in line has like a coffee and it's like, I don't know. That was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I when you went this last time, you were like, had a snack with you. Yeah. I posted it on my Instagram. I'm like, tip number one, bring a snack. Cause there's always a line. And like, honestly, it made it way less draining and like way less stressful, like being fueled. So like, it's so cliche, but like making sure you're like yeah. fed before you go, I mean, makes a world of difference. You're not fatigued. Um, obviously. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> can get a little chaotic in there sometimes. So yes. that's one thing you can do for, to prepare. Exactly. Uh, um, that kind of goes into the next one. So our next tip is when you go into the store, have kind of a game plan in mind of, you know, just a plan of attack for while you're in the store, especially like this kind of goes into the difference between living in Arizona right now versus living in Chicago. But Maddie's store has a 30 minute time limit. I haven't seen anything like that down here. I honestly, when I have gone in, I've been there for like, like multiple hours in a row. Yeah. And I don't know how you do it in 30 minutes. Um, So it's really important if you do have that time limit in place in your area, making sure that you know what you're looking for during that time. Cause I'm sure it goes really fast. For sure. Yeah. This last time I even like set a timer on my watch for 30 minutes, just so I like had a better gauge of like where I was at in the 30 minutes. Um, and definitely like one of those TV shows where you're on a shopping spree or something. I literally, literally, that's what I feel like on like guys grocery games. Yeah. <laughs> because one. they, they enforce it too. Like the first time I was like, oh, there's a time limit, but like, eh, like they're not actually going to do it. No, oh, they'll, exactly they that. call your cart number and they're like, this last time they called this lady's cart number and they're like cart number four you are way over the time limit it was like you're like called out yeah it was it was it's kind of funny like it keeps it interesting but yeah but yeah definitely having a game plan so like I know if I only have 30 minutes I can't look at every single different section I have to go in with a plan of like okay today I'm going to look at just the jeans or today I'm going to look at just the sweaters or and then like if I get through that then I'll um have your next priority that you want to yeah yeah Um, and obviously we'll talk about um this a little bit more of like checking comps while you're at the store but 
if there's a time limit and a time limit too, like if your store doesn't have one, but say you got to the store and I had this happen to me when I was out of town at a Goodwill <laughs> and we got to the store and they were like, we will be closing in 30 minutes. It's like, <laughs> again, like with the time limit. So it's like, if you know your time limit, I use half of that 30 minutes to check comps of the items that I have. So like at my stores down here, there isn't a formal time limit in place. Like you can, you could spend all day in there if you really wanted to. But like, I think when you're thinking of cost of goods, you also kind of need to factor in your own time because if you're going to be selling a shirt for like a few dollars of profit, but you spent like two hours, like search. You know what I mean? You kind of exactly. Your time is time is money. You know the the saying. So you gotta yeah. You, you don't necessarily just because you can spend all day at Goodwill doesn't mean it's the most effective way to be a reseller, especially for us being part time. Yeah, and I think it's if you're you know everyone's different, but if you're spending all of I guess if you're also working part or full time at like a traditional job and you're doing this reselling sourcing on your day off, it's like, you gotta make it's an easy way to burn out too. if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're using your full day off and you're at Goodwill for 10 hours. So it's definitely the balance. Um, I totally agree. Like even if the time limit, like even when the time limit goes away for me, I'm curious like how long, like I probably won't spend just cause I'm used to the time limit now. Like, yeah, just to, get in and out and you know is it worth it to search through every single thing or is it just worth it to you know spend a chunk of time that you kind of predetermined it's kind of like setting your budget for your mystery boxes just going in with that game plan of like okay i want to be at this store for like an hour and then you know what i mean yeah plan in mind exactly our next tip is cost per item how we make sure at even even though you're shopping at a thrift store like Goodwill, the prices are low. We still do keep a few things in mind to try to keep the cost per item low for us for our business. Yeah. So, um, when we are shopping at Goodwill, one thing Goodwill is known for doing is all the different price tags on the items are different colors, and every week when they get new items in, they switch the color, and every week. Or every day. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how they actually do it. I think it's every week. There's like a new color. It kind of depends on the region. Cause I went in a different region and they were like, the wording was different of like yeah. the color of the week, but here it's, it's like the color, color that's been week. in the store the longest that they, they, they're kind of cycling through their colors and yeah. they'll have a certain color that's like half off. Or I know um, when I was at one of the Goodwills the other day, they're like, okay, yellow is half off. But if you find any oranges, which by this time there shouldn't be that many oranges left, they're like, those items are all a dollar now. So oh, nice. there's different promotions with the color of the tag. So yeah. that is good to know. So if you can find an item that is in your style, you think it's a high quality piece and it happens to have the color of the week, then you get half off of the price too, which can be make it very, very inexpensive. Yeah. And if you look up on the Goodwill website, that's like associated with your region, you can actually find pretty easily what day the color of the week changes on. Yeah. Um, I think for my store, it's Tuesdays. So you'll know like when it's on to the next color, I guess. Yeah. 
They have like a calendar too posted by the cash point. I don't know if you can like get a copy of that or <laughs> take a little picture. <laughs> they do have yeah, it seems like they plan ahead. They're not just changing it like day off. Exactly. And it's really obvious in the store what the color of the week is. Um Oh yeah, they're like announcing it. It's usually on sign. Yeah. So you you, you, you should be able worker. to see it. Totally. Um one thing for shopping more at like a buy sell trade store, like a Plato's Closet or Buffalo Exchange, um, they usually have a rack or a designated area in the store um, where they have like a clearance section. Since at those kind of thrift stores, you do end up paying up more for each item since it's a little bit more curated for you. Um, that can be a good way to still get a good deal. Like today, I actually went to Buffalo Exchange and they had a clearance section where all the items that had the sales sticker on them were an additional half off the price. So I was able to get a couple nice. sweaters that I would probably wouldn't have bought at their full asking price, but since it was half off, I feel like I can flip them for a price I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Even the last time I was at Goodwill, I saw this. Oh, I'm forgetting. I'll add it in the show notes. I want to give credit to the person's YouTube video I watched, but she had the tip of kind of focusing more on the color of the week color since it is 50% off um yeah and trying through yeah and trying to um buy more of those items just because they are lower price obviously if they are high quality and work with your closet um and even just having that mindset I like I don't know maybe it was like dumb luck or something but like I found so many items like I bought being aware of it because it doesn't yeah. say on the tag anywhere. So you have to keep it top of mind, like, oh, yellow's half off or whatever it might be. Exactly. I think out of the 10 items I got, eight of them were the color of the week. And like, Woo-hoo. so definitely yeah. keep and that. Lower in the mind. price, same as mystery boxes, lower the cost of goods, the lower the risk for reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So another tip that we have having to deal with the color of the week tags at Goodwill is when you are shopping at Goodwill, they usually will have like workers that are working on putting the new stuff on the floor. So there'll be a rack of clothes. With all Bless the their souls. Bless their souls. They're <laughs> angels. So they're putting the product out. So kind of, this is a two part tip. So um, if you, if you happen to be shopping when they're putting those racks out, sometimes if they, you'll, they'll let you or if they're just like not by the rack you can kind of shop the rack first <laughs> because that's all the new arrivals no one's had a chance to shop it I found some really good stuff on those racks before um, but yeah. this tip I learned from an Instagram reseller uh, on Poshmark named Posh Nebraska she um, what she said is you should take note of what color tags are on the new arrivals Because then when you're shopping through the rest of the racks, you'll know what color they're currently using for the new items. So if it's a Goodwill that you've been going to every week, um, you can kind of know which items are the new items since you were there from last time. And kind of like Mm. what Maddie was saying, we're just being aware of those colors when you're sorting through is helpful. I've been noticing like when I go through, I'm like, oh yeah, like a lot of the, the good items that are some of the good brands that can resell for a higher price will be the new items. So for us, we're always looking for like the new items that are a good brand we can sell for a better profit or like an item that we can get a super low cost of goods on and flip for like a 
our kind of standard selling price on Poshmark. Yeah. So looking, knowing those like sale color and then what the new color is, is like key for us. Exactly. So uh, our next tip I think is probably one of the most important ones. Yes. And it is time consuming, but you got to do it. Time consuming. It makes you have to be at Goodwill longer. Yep. <laughs> But it's checking the comps before you leave the store. Yes. You got to make the time for it. Our strategy is kind of, as we're seeing items we like or that we think we're interested in, just put them in your cart. And then we find a little corner of the store where we just check comps and kind of play deal or no deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like it might, when you're first just going through the racks, like if you're, feeling pretty good about it just throw it in the cart even if your cart starts to look like whoa I'm getting a ton of stuff like my husband came with and was waiting in the car and then he came in and he saw my cart before I started looking at the comps and he was like oh my god what are you doing where is this gonna fit yeah exactly and then I started systems next week everyone coming soon and then I started checking the comps on things and it's like okay you know, if something looks pretty good in the store, but then I look it up on Poshmark um, and it's not selling for a lot or or on the flip side. Yeah, it's super saturated. Everyone and their mother is trying to sell this t- T-shirt. There's it's like a like hundred of them at Goodwill. There's like a hundred yeah, Poshmark. I don't need to be a part of that. not to buy it. <laughs> yeah. So your, your cart starts to dwindle down um, and you can kind of make those choices. Again, if it's um, color of the week item, 50% off. Maybe you'll still get it. Yeah, the comps don't need to be, I mean, as aggressive as the um, not on sale items. But definitely checking the comps for every single item that you are going to purchase and feeling confident that um, if you sold it for similar to these amounts, you would be really, really happy with that. Otherwise, it's totally okay to pass on these items. There are so many items in Goodwill and more and more every day. So same with mystery boxes. Like, don't feel like if the comps aren't there, they're not there. So don't feel like you have to buy yeah. it today. We really are trying to like, and we've made mistakes with this too, but we're really trying to teach ourselves like, don't buy something kind of on a wish. Just like yeah. make sure you feel confident you can flip that item for more. So you don't get stuck with it. And then with that, we've been also keeping in mind, just like with mystery boxes, we mentioned like oh, an anthropology mystery box. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> but just like that at Goodwill, if you find anthropology or free people or, a, you know, a brand, don't get too starstruck by the brand. Make sure that it's still in style, current season, good quality. Check your comps. Make sure it's a good deal for you to buy it. Yeah, I think at Goodwill, it's so easy to just see like, $199 and $299 on the price tags. And it's so easy to just like justify buying stuff. But um, th- at the end of the day, this is a business. We're trying to make money doing Poshmark. So and you don't just $199 and $299 <laughs> can add up really quick if you yeah. um, aren't confident that you'll be able to sell it. Yeah. Um, same for all of our sourcing strategies too. This next tip, just make come up with a frequency that works for you how often you want to be going to goodwill um 
I think you do have to kind of, when you are starting to really move into the reselling, uh, kind of move into reselling past just selling your own clothes from your own closet and you're really like sourcing items and reselling them, there is an investment that comes with that. You'd have to be like sourcing new product and yeah. trying to flip it. But it's really important to stick to your budget and making sure like you're not going crazy spending all your money at Goodwill um, and then like having to wait to make the money back. Just make sure you're for us, we always make are making sure that the amount we're making is more than like what we're putting out. Exactly. We always want to be cash flow positive. Um, that's Maddie's really an important. accountant, so she has to make sure, you know. <laughs> make sure the numbers add up. The numbers got to be green. <laughs> um, one other thing to think about is when you're looking at an item and considering buying it is how will this fit in with the rest of your closet? or the closet style you're trying to create with new items. So it might be um, a great, say, kids brand, great product, but you might have to think to yourself, okay, am I trying to sell kids clothes? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. Um, For us, we both, like our number one tip overall is just, you need to make sure that the stuff in your closet is stuff that like you totally believe in, like you would wear it, you would borrow it to a friend. You yeah. Would, like you like kind of stand behind that item. And like, I think that is more successful on Poshmark. Cause then it's like the customers you're attracting all have your same kind of style. It's like, you're just kind of attracting like a hodgepodge of everyone. It's just not as streamlined in your closet yeah. then. For sure. And it just makes bundling easier too if it goes with your other items. So they might be more willing to pick up three items from your closet rather than just the one random standalone that you have. Yeah, totally. This next tip, we'll dig into it a little more when we go over our biggest mistakes. But um, (laughs) one tip is making sure when you're at Goodwill, especially compared to the buy, sell, trade stores, um, that you're really inspecting the items for like stains or tears or yeah. rips or any flaws. Um, you can sell garments with flaws on Poshmark, but typically then you have to like obviously make the price reflect that it's a flawed item. And for both of us, we just want to make sure that we're giving our customer a product that is in good shape and good quality. Yeah. Um, it's not worth the stress for us of like, this item is ripped in the back. Hope you don't mind. You and we're I mean? not like seamstress. So like some yeah. people might have that skill set. And like, maybe if it was something easy as like the button is dangling a little, maybe we could figure that out. But like, if, if even it's if like, it's a great brand, if it's like falling apart, it's not worth the potential bad review you could get Yeah, if you sold it. Exactly. Especially like, just like any flaws like on jeans like making sure they're not too worn or like if it's like a distressed style like the distress yeah. is not like ruined and like completely torn down the leg or anything um just making sure you're taking the time to inspect especially at goodwill because they pretty much do no inspection when they yeah. put it on the floor it's just as is exactly um the next tip that we have we just kind of started this is our first big seasonal <laughs> switch since we both started reselling on Poshmark. <laughs> Um, we're about mid July as we record this. So yep. going into August and September, that's really when, um, 
the customers start kind of shopping ahead for the next season, which would be fall. So especially right now when you're going to Goodwill, a lot of those uh, items that you can get at a super low price might be more summery style. So it's just something to keep in mind um, when you want to kind of start switching your closet over to the next season. Both of us kind of talked about that uh, a week or two ago, just on the phone. And now we've been kind of sourcing more sweaters and more jeans. And that's really the stuff that's been selling in my closet too. More like fall pieces at this point. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, we'll learn more about that as we go here. I'm sure all, <laughs> all about it. Amazing. So our next section are pros and cons of sourcing at thrift stores. So to start out with some pros, obviously last time we talked about mystery boxes and the big pro of sourcing at thrift stores compared to mystery boxes is you can physically touch and see the items before you go to the checkout. So the surprise element is kind of eliminated. So like Taylor was just mentioning, you can physically see if there's any flaws, um, any reason you might not want to buy it. Yeah, you get to physically pick every single thing out that you're yes. purchasing. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, another pro of thrift stores is every single time you go to a Goodwill um, or any thrift store, They'll, there's constantly people donating new stuff every day. So there's always going to be a stream of new items to shop, which is just cool. Um, I know because I think in in your area, there's pretty much just the one Goodwill that's convenient for you to go to. Yeah. So there's the one good to good to there's the one Goodwill that's like in Chicago, like in the city. And then I know there's some in the suburbs, but. I don't have a car, so I haven't, yeah. <laughs> haven't ventured out. out. <laughs> yeah. So there's really only the one. That, don't let that deter you. If you're like, I think, you know, we both um, are from Wisconsin and like in our hometown, there's probably just like one or two Goodwills, but definitely don't let that stop you from being a reseller because you can just keep going back to the Goodwill like every week. There's constantly going to be new stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another pro of sourcing through thrift stores is it is usually pretty inexpensive, as we mentioned, and especially if you follow the tips we just said uh, at the buy-sell trade stores, looking at the sale areas, and then also just keeping in mind the color of the week um, when you're looking at items, that definitely reduces the cost a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I'm maybe it'd be good to say like what a normal price point yeah. we're okay with um i think yeah. typically when i'm at a goodwill i'm kind of looking for like five dollars or less yeah with the exception of um like if i see a higher end brand and yeah, it's, it's like, and it's a style that I like. comps like yeah we feel like we can buy something like i think i have bought stuff that's like over ten dollars at goodwill but i'm like oh this can sell for like at least 40 yeah we're always trying to like at least at least double to triple what we're spending on each item typically is kind of our goal yeah um so but overall it's like even with like 
like I said, look on your website. Make sure, make sure you get that 20% off coupon if you can. Because then sometimes, like, when I've been, like, lately I've been sourcing a lot of denim and a lot of jeans. So um, some of those can be priced a little bit higher than the $5 mark. But with my 20% off coupon, if they're marked $7.99, that can bring me pretty close to my, like, $5, $6 yeah. amount I try to stay at. But For I'd say sure. overall, like, around $5, $6. Yeah. Yep. Um, another pro of thrift stores is it just helps you consistently list more items, attracting more people to your page, just like mystery boxes. The more you're listing consistently new items to your Poshmark closet, the more traffic that you get to your page, and that equates to increased sales. So um, it's a good way to source multiple items all at once. Exactly. And then unlike mystery boxes, <laughs> you can list these babies the moment right you away. walk in the door. We are both known to go to Goodwill and they're all up by the end of the night. Ding, diddling, diddling, diddling. <laughs> and I've, I've heard people too. I, we, neither, let, me, let me rephrase. <laughs> neither of us have been patient enough to do this, but Poshmark does have like a draft section. Where oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you could go to Goodwill, source like 25 items, and then save some in your drafts, and then be consistently listing a few every night if you wanted to go that route. But shopping at a thrift store does give you that flexibility to get them live on your own yeah. timeline, whenever you want. Exactly. All right. So the cons. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Goodwill is not all sunshine and rainbows, everyone. We- we got to be real with you here. So some of our cons include Goodwill, like we said. There are some that are organized, but for the most part, it is a jumble of, you know, one-off different products. So you're going to be spending a lot of time going down the rows one by one each item. It can yeah. be a little overwhelming. It's fun, but it can it can be stressful to just to be – in a busy Goodwill store, sorting through product that's not well organized. Yeah, it can be a little discouraging too if you're flipping through the items and it's just like dud after dud after yeah. dud with a stain. And it's like, and then right when you're going to stop, boom, the best item of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a hunt. We both grew up going to like rummage sales and like yes. stuff like that. So like this is really up our alley and we love a good something. Yeah, like getting a good deal. <laughs> yeah, we're also shoppers of like TJ Maxx, like not to compare TJ Maxx to Goodwill, but like the unorganization of like that is something we're used Similar to too. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind as a con um that might be worth mentioning too is Sometimes you could go to Goodwill and find not even one thing. Yes. You know? So don't don't lower, like, lower your standards. Just be like, I need to buy something. Um, yeah. Make sure it's still a you know a like we said a product that you feel like confident in selling on your closet. But yeah, that overwhelming feeling can get to you for sure. <laughs> and that's why even if there's not a time limit, maybe you need to set one for yourself. <laughs> yeah. That same, um, I, gosh, I just learned a lot from Posh Nebraska's post that she posted, <sighs> posted recently about thrift stores. But she said, if you're not finding something in a section, just move on to the next next section. Don't like, you know. Don't force it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's supposed to be fun, you know? It's supposed to be yeah. a treasure hunt. Exactly. 
Another con is at thrift stores, like we mentioned, some of the items may have flaws. Um, yeah. You can kind of avoid that by shopping at thrift stores more like a buy, sell, trade store where you're paying up for the items. But even at those stores, um, you will find items with flaws still. So you do need to make sure you're inspecting every item you buy at a thrift store. Yeah. And I usually do the inspecting piece when I'm checking comps. So like, yeah, I'll look it over make sure like, yep, this is something I'm interested in. And then I'll check the comp, see if the comp is there or not. And then decide if I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Good strategy. So to go along with the overwhelming piece, the store, the Goodwill store is really vary by organization. Yeah. So some, some, some will be run like a, like a well-oiled machine. It's like, there's plenty of space. And then some, some other stores you'll go to, it's like, you literally can't even move the clothes because it's so crammed and just yeah. like, there's stuff thrown over the top. It's not so. even by like shirt length anymore. It's just random <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I will say too, this is kind of a tip again, but sometimes at the end of a rack, like there'll be like a bunch of stuff that obviously isn't from that section, but that's stuff that someone else passed on. I find I found good items there too, where someone must have like, they thought about they it. They were actually shopping and then they were like, oh no, I'm not going to get this today. But it's an item that someone actually, you know, picked out. So <laughs> you would know at least someone was interested. That item had a chance. <laughs> I found I found some Lululemon running tops at the oh, end yeah. of the long section the other day that someone must have had in their hand and then changed their mind on. I don't nice. know why, but I bought them for sale now at <laughs> Shop Taylor J on Poshmark. Check it out. Send Get them off <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then our last con is these Goodwill employees are starting They're to do a little you. research of their own. <laughs> So you might find like, wow, I finally found the one pair of Madewell jeans in this whole place. And Goodwill has marked them. $24.99. And it's like, what? Yeah. And it's very all over the map. It seems like there's a lot of discretion when it comes to pricing at Goodwill. I mean, yeah. there must be um, based on if that. that sure. It depends on the employee yeah. too. But it seems like. A lot of the brands, especially, you know, Maddie and I are newer to reselling too. We're definitely not like brand gurus at this point. We're still learning. Definitely not. So it's like all the brands we know. <laughs> the Goodwill well, employees know. know. <laughs> so, and, and sometimes like, I don't even agree. Sometimes I think that they have like, like American Eagle is a good brand, but it's like, you can buy a pair of American Eagle jeans at American Eagle brand new for like $20 during a sale. Yeah. So I don't know why Goodwill thinks they can just be marking it up to nineteen ninety nine, but it's very bold. <laughs> very bold. So, um, what one thing that we're both trying to do to kind of counterbalance the fact that Goodwill has caught on to some of the brands that do resell well on Poshmark is we just got to constantly be sharpening our own skill set and researching yeah. brands. Check out like websites that are really popular right now, like Revolve. Um, anthropology free people all those brands have like sub brands within those yes. websites the more of those you can learn you got to be like a step ahead of the goodwill employees <laughs> on knowing it's a good brand <laughs> exactly because then you'll find a really good brand that's marked at like 3.99 and you're like you know you're like looking around like inconsistent is this right <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah definitely be more picky if you see something that's priced 
maybe a little higher, just kind of like take a second to decide if, if it really is worth it. Are you going to be able to resell a pair of American Eagle jeans for double buying at $19.99? Probably not. So probably not. And think about the color of the week. (laughs) If it's not the color of the week, then maybe yes. All right. All right. So let's, let's fess up. Let's talk about <laughs> the mistakes we've made. We're not experts. By Hasn't been means. perfect. <laughs> so All right. Maddie, do you want to start us off? I'll start with two of mine. <laughs> they were on the same day, let's just say. <laughs> yeah. So my first mistake was um, kind of goes back to the organization piece was being a little bit too trusting of something that is in the women's section that is truly a women's item. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie has accidentally bought some kids product. (laughs) So this is how it happened. I had like a few pairs of Levi's jeans picked out from the women's section and I'm starting to check comps on them. Some of them are marked a little higher and one is marked (laughs) a lot lower. You know anyone needing a good 14, 16 size? (laughs) They're so cute. Like (laughs) available now. Available now. Shop with Maddie 27. Um, But yeah, I checked the comp on basically the Levi's jeans of what they, I guess, would be in women's. And it seemed like a great idea. And then I started taking the pictures to list it. And I looked at the size and it just was not adding up. And (laughs) (laughs) it was size 16 and it was a little less. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, I have no other kids items on my page. So I will say, so I definitely learned from that. It's still listed if you're interested in that. But um, when I was at Goodwill this last time, I saw this kind of like windbreaker jacket that was like mauve, which if you know me, I'll buy anything that's mauve because I love it. And I was like so into it. And then I looked and it was kids and I was like, thank God. I'm not making this mistake twice. (laughs) It was new with tags. It was new with tags. And I was like going to buy it. And then I realized, and I was so glad. So yeah, just making sure um, it's just doing that check over again of making sure you realize what you're buying. Sorting at Goodwill, things end up in the wrong section all the time. Which you can also use to your advantage. If you have a little extra time, maybe check out the men's section of jeans. They might have some women's jeans. Yeah. Or the kids Um, might have some smaller sizes too. So yeah. Um, My next mistake. (laughs) (laughs) These are so sad to go through. Um, Okay. So this is what happened. This is the story. I bought this pair of athletic shorts and I checked the comps. The comps were good. I just haven't had a lot of luck selling athletic stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of on the fence. And then I was like, oh, they're so cute. The brand's good, whatever. So I bought them. I get them home. And I mean, we've all done this where we buy something and we just rip the tag off with our hands and like think nothing of it. I remember our parents would get mad at us and we would be like, it's fine. It's not going to ruin it. Yeah, it made a hole. The Goodwill tag <laughs> made a hole. And I was just like, oh. I'm ruined. Yeah. Like we've mentioned, we're not seamstresses. So. Yeah. <laughs> I listed it still at a discounted price and had to take a picture pointing at the hole. Yeah. <laughs> so just be careful. 
careful with taking the tags off. Although I will say, I just learned this tip today when we were writing our outline for this episode. <laughs> Maddie and I had just been FaceTiming. I was showing her some of my new finds and I was ripping the tags off like with that with my bare hands. It was stressing me out, guys. Yeah. So now I learned now going forward, I'll use scissors. That's... All right. So some of my mistakes. Um, all right. All right. So... <laughs> I think the biggest mistake is going in to Goodwill, especially as you know, the last few episodes I've been saying, I want to get to 200 listings. 200, I want to get to 200, 200 listings. That's like my, my, I can see it on the horizon. I'm so close. I can taste it. <laughs> and I would go to Goodwill. I was even, I think I might've even said on one of the episodes. I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I sourced 25 things each time. If you kind of have too much of a set number in your head of like, I today I'm going to go to Goodwill, I'm going to find this many things. It's like, you cannot plan for that. Like, the You Goodwill, don't know what's going to be there. You're just not in control of that. It's not in your control to decide what if it's going to be a, you know, like we said, there's a day at Goodwill you find a million things and then there's a day at Goodwill where you find nothing. So who am I to go into a Goodwill and say I'm going to get 25 <laughs> things right off the bat? Like, I could only be so lucky. Um, I think now, the last few times I've went, I've just been looking for quality items that I know I can flip and that I know are, like, selling well right now on Poshmark and they're in season and they're in style. Um, I've been having a lot better luck reselling my items. I think some of the first times I went to Goodwill, I really was just, like, trying to find, like, 25 things every time I went. And I bought a few things that I definitely would pass on now that were just like shirts where the comps are okay but they're not great and yeah now I might be sitting on them for a while until they find the right home um so I think that's like the biggest tip is just learn as you go of what's selling well like what brands you're kind of looking for what styles you're looking for don't definitely don't go in with a set number that you need to buy that day be okay walking out with nothing yeah I would so much rather now find like four things that i'm like yes these are such like treasures they're like such awesome i would want to wear these i'm so excited yeah i would wear them they're my style and i know i can sell them for a high price point then like go in and buy a bunch of stuff where i'm like not feeling like that yeah the other mistakes that i've made we've already touched on a couple times this episode but (laughs) purchasing items with flaws i was just not checking the items thoroughly enough before buying them. One thing I will say as kind of a tip, Goodwill does accept returns. Oh, true. So as long as you keep your receipt and have the tags on, you could, in theory, bring it back. I definitely didn't do that, but um, <laughs> maybe next I time. Have. <laughs> I probably already ripped the tag off <laughs> with her bare hands, with <laughs> my teeth. Um, so real. you know, I think really make sure you are taking the time to inspect at the store i had like a top there's a giant rip in the front i don't know how i missed it (laughs) and then i bought a pair of jeans the other day they're listed on my closet now but the by the back pocket there's like a little hole where like someone must have been trying to pull their pants you know what i mean where there's a hole in the jeans so not great probably would have not bought it if i would have saw it (laughs) yeah Cool. So our next thing we want to go over is our success stories. What have we been able to flip yes. from Goodwill? What's our best items we found um, that we've been able to flip? 
So Maddie, what's your best goodwill flipperoo? Flipperoony. Um, okay. So my best flip so far, I found a new with tags, Lulu's like mini dress. It's so cute. Like I wish I had somewhere to wear it. It's in my size. (laughs) It was really cute. Perfect. New with tags. And it was $7. So that was like kind of above that $5 mark I was talking about. And I was kind of like, oh, should I get it? Should I not? (laughs) But it's paid off. It paid off. Yeah. So it sold within a week and it sold for $40. And it actually sold in a bundle, which I haven't had like a ton of bundles on my page. So that was really exciting. It sold with um, actually this like headpiece that I was going to wear for my wedding, but I ended up not wearing. I really liked it. I got it on Etsy. So the fact that it sold that with listed in your closet for a little bit. So someone was able to pick up yeah. an item from your closet and then this dress you flipped. Exactly. So that was really exciting. That's my best flip from Goodwill so far. How about you? Okay. So <laughs> uh, this, this is a flip that just happened over the weekend here. I just purchased a pair of high-waisted jeans from the brand mother and that's a brand that's sold from revolve.com yes you might know if you um watch the bachelor Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) that's a very like trending website right now that's really funny that you said that because like we didn't plan that (laughs) (laughs) and um so hannah ann probably has these jeans um but i i had learned that brand recently but yep. it must have been a brand Goodwill did not know about because the jeans were only priced for, um, I think they were like four ninety nine. Nice. And the jeans originally retailed for like over, like about two hundred dollars, I think, which is awesome. And I had my twenty percent off coupon, so I really only paid like three ninety nine for them. <laughs> <laughs> and what was so exciting is I got them home. I obviously listed them right away. They weren't in perfect condition. They had like a few loose threads in the pocket seam, but I was still able to sell them for $50 the next day. So wow. That was my best flip. <laughs> That's so good. It was like a hidden treasure at Goodwill, a great cost of goods price point, and it sold very quickly for a good profit. So Yay. That's amazing. So that kind of brings us into some of the brands that we personally stay on the lookout for while we're shopping at Goodwill. Like we said, we're both still kind of learning a lot about this. I think yeah. personally, before we started reselling, both of us are kind of basic. We just shop at like Target. Like, yeah, we're pretty mall. deep. Like, we don't spend a lot of money on clothes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, so we are kind of learning some of these brands that, that sell for a higher price point on yep. Poshmark, even as a resale item. So for me right now, we're going into fall. I'm like all about the fall right now. (laughs) And I'm really looking for high rise jeans. That's like the first thing I beeline to when I go to Goodwill, I go to the jeans section and I go down one by one, every single pair of jeans looking for really anything high rise. Yeah. And then if I find a high rise style, that is something that I personally would wear. I look into the, the brands. I've heard mixed things about a few of these brands that are, I think there's a few Nordstrom brands that 
a lot of resellers are saying like, oh, I don't pick that up anymore. Like it doesn't resell, but I'm just saying don't knock it because um, there's two brands, Joe's Jeans and Paige Jeans um, that the thrift stores have marked usually at like under $5 a pair. And I've yeah. been able to resell them if they're a high-waisted, cute style and good condition for at least like $30 and usually pretty quickly. So to me, that's worth it. Um, I'm also always looking for Madewell. That's like one of my probably favorite brands to wear, but I'm cheap. <laughs> so <laughs> I almost never buy it for myself. Or if I do, it's like a big splurge. Yeah. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for Madewell. And then I think American Eagle jeans in a high rise style, those always sell quickly for about $25 too, which if you can get a good enough deal on them is worth it. Nice. You, you keep telling me to check out the jeans section. Yeah, so. Maddie keeps going to Goodwill and not going to the jeans. <laughs> and I'm like, Maddie! <laughs> I think that might be one of my goals this week. Or, you know, next time I go thrifting is to it's look a at lot of, the jeans. You got to go through a lot of ones that you pass. Like, a lot of low-rise, like, Aeropostale Hollister from, like, yeah. 2002. But there's a few gems in there when you find them. For sure. Um, so like Taylor was saying, you know, we are not experts on brands yet. Maybe someday we'll get there. Yeah. But the items I've been sourcing a lot, or at least I'm looking for when I'm at Goodwill are, I have been staying mostly in like the shirts area or sweaters. I had really good luck this last time on Madewell sweaters. I picked up two Madewell sweaters and one Madewell shirt. Um, So if I see Madewell as the brand, I'm definitely going to look at that item a little longer and see if the style is current and then obviously check the comps as well. Um, And then also Lulu's dresses. I just have bought a lot of dresses like over the years for events for, from that site. So that's just like a brand that I trust and know it fits me well. So Um, that's one for me as well. And like you were saying too, about other resellers mentioning brands that maybe they're passing on. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast and brands that I've heard that about are like Gap and Loft, which are brands that like I personally really like. And just (laughs) because of style, yeah. yeah, like that's what's in my personal closet. So like some of the things from my personal closet that I've sold on my Poshmark are those brands. So when I'm at the store, I've kind of like heard that voice in my head being like, in your head being like, do not buy loft or gap. Yeah. Those do not sell on Poshmark anymore. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give that maybe another chance. And if I see something in a style that I like, at least throw it in the cart and check a comp on it um, before I, just assume that if something didn't work for someone else, that it's not going to work for me, I guess. Because clearly people do wear, like, a lot of people shop at Gap. A lot of people shop at um, Loft. Like, those are yeah. popular stores, and a lot of people do have that style. So it's like, there's those people got to be shopping at Poshmark, too. Like, you know, I think yeah. a lot of resellers are always, like, reselling, like, anthropology and, like, free people and, like, this yeah. certain kind of more, like, boho high-end style 
Um, Which just like isn't my style. Like to be yeah, honest, to be like, honest, I'm, like when I'm looking at a pretty people dress, I'm like it's cute, but I can't tell if it's on trend or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think definitely like that's something I'm gonna keep in mind next time I go. Personally, is just like is this a brand I like, and then seeing if the comps are there. Totally. So our last segment of today's episode and every episode is our goals update. So Taylor, (laughs) what is your update? (laughs) For July, we're at July 20th as we record this podcast today. So a little over midway through the month. My goal for July was to hit $750 of sales and I'm happy to report that as of today, I'm at $611. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I'm so happy about that because um, I know in June, Maddie did hit both of her goals and I hit none of my goals. <laughs> so this month, we're turning things around. I think I'm at least going to come close to my sales goal of $750. Oh, yeah. Should make it. Oh, we yeah. got 11 days left. Um. My second goal for July was updating my item descriptions. This is something that I mentioned last podcast I need to work on. Um, my item descriptions were like the worst of the worst. I was literally just writing good condition for the item description for all my <laughs> listings. Um, so I have not gone back through to update all of my old listings at this point, And I don't know if... I will. Um, But at least on my new listings that I've been putting up, I've been going through, um, making sure the title, I'm maxing out the full amount of space there with keywords for searchability. And then in the item description, making sure that I'm really spending time writing out a few descriptions. I mean, that sounds like it would be basic, but I was not doing that before. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking the time to go through and actually make sure that there's a good item description for my items. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's going better. Good. It does take longer though. (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) Good condition goes really fast. All right. What, how about you, Maddie? What are your, what are your goals? What were, how are you doing with them? It's going okay. So to remind everyone, my goal for July is sales of $350. My June total sales was $242. And today, as we speak, I sit at $187. So we got some ground to make up. I had no sales over this past weekend so that really kind of actually you're like right on track aren't you let me check because you're like over half i'm like barely (laughs) well we're no i'm not on track (laughs) if i stay on this track i'll get to 289 um So, I mean, we'll see what happens. To be completely honest, there was a couple days where I got busy and I didn't share my closet at all during the day. (laughs) So that definitely happens. And um, it's kind of just when you realize you've had one of those days where you're like, I have not had a chance to think about Poshmark. It's your life. Yeah. Every day is not going to be perfect. (laughs) 
perfect. So just kind of resetting. And if you know, you are a little busier sharing the closet when you can sending out the offers at your earliest availability. But um, there's only been a couple days where that's happened. So I'm trying to get more consistent again with it. Um, Honestly, for my sales this month, I feel like I've made almost all of them in the last like couple days. So I feel like your luck could change at any time. You know what I mean? I know. I, I had a phase like that earlier in the month. I was getting really busy at my my like my full-time. other my full time job, my other job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my other job now. Um, but you know, when, when life gets busy, it's like it is. Days do pass where you don't share your closet, and and then a few days ago, I was like, okay, I'm gonna share every day again. Yeah, and it picked back up. So exactly you doing that, you made us you made sales today. Yeah, exactly. I sent out I sent out an offer right before we started and I checked my Poshmark and I made a sale. So yeah. Um definitely still doable to hit 350. It's definitely still my goal. Um we'll just kind of see what happens in the next two weeks here. So my I definitely think I'll have higher sales than June, which I think, I think is so too, kind of sure. like a sub goal of like improving Constant improvement. Yes. Exactly. So we'll keep you updated on that. Um, my other goal was to relist four items a day. This one has been going pretty well with the exclusion of a few days where I just didn't do it at all. There was some days though, where overall you like, you listed like 30 items in the last like two days. Yeah. (laughs) You're still consistently getting new items up. I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. I had like a couple days where I like didn't share or didn't relist anything, but then the the day after that I relisted like 20 items and then over yeah. the weekend I first I time if you listed, averaged yours out it would be more than month. four yeah for sure <laughs> exactly so I think you're doing great thanks yeah definitely the consistency thing um that's gonna still be one of my goals and then also I'm gonna add the goal everyone Ooh. of next time I go to Goodwill Give the jeans section a chance. Yeah, Maddie. The jeans is where it's at. I'm scarred by the kids' jeans I bought. <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen every time. I know. Now, it's one of those, you, it has to happen to you once, and then now you're aware of it. So Awesome. Those are my goals. I love it. Well, we will definitely keep all the listeners up to date with how we end the month of July. Seems like things are on track. Yes. We're excited. And we've learned so much in the last like few weeks, honestly. So <laughs> it's going to be For sure. Better. Yeah. So this closes out our, oh, it's, you know, it started so quick and ended so fast. Our sourcing big series, series, big series of two is now over. <laughs> so let us know in the comments what sourcing method is your favorite and what tips um what are your best tips share with us yeah we definitely sometime i especially want to figure out if we can somehow find our way to each other maddie where we can go to the goodwill bins together i think that would be really fun to report back about how that is we yes that's a (laughs) that needs to happen (laughs) yes we said it here now we have to do it it's happening it's happening that's definitely on the list so coming up in the future weeks, we have some exciting items. Would uh, you say it's in our pipeline? I would say our pipeline. <laughs> our is pipeline is full, pretty and full. We are, 
<laughs> we have tons of ideas we want to share. We want to let you guys know what to expect in the future episodes. We'll be talking about our inventory systems, how we're storing our product now that our listings are up. What to do with all this product. <laughs> Staying organized. <laughs> we'll be talking about our packaging systems. Yes. We will be talking about Maddie's secret, secret method. Yes. And more to come. But thank you all again for listening to this week's episode. We will talk to you soon. And definitely check out our closets. Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.